This is a messianic study of the book of Romans. It's given in a midrashic setting, which is audience participation. It was given during the months of June through August 2008. The discussion leader is John Behrens. He's pastor of Restoration Messianic Fellowship. You can reach our website at www.crimsonthread.com. There you can find this study in its entirety as well as other resources for your messianic study of the scriptures. This discussion has been edited and a number of the comments have been either truncated or removed for clarity and continuity. Chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, a servant of Yeshua, of Messiah Yeshua, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be the Son of God in power, according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Yeshua Messiah, our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Yeshua Messiah. That's all one sentence. Okay? So, <laughs> so first off, what? I would agree. Again, the comment was, nowhere in this original, this lead-in lead does he mention the fact that he's Jewish. Uh, and I would agree with that. So he's called to be an apostle. And an apostle is one who is given the mission of gathering, assembling, if you will, assembling a, a, a church or a body. And he set apart for the gospel of God, and the gospel was promised beforehand through the prophets in the Holy Scriptures. All right. So right up front, he's making a statement about the authority of Scripture. Okay? So he's saying that I am set apart to be an apostle of God according to the gospel. The gospel was promised through the prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So what he's doing is he is pegging his authority to Scripture. And at the time this was written, the only Scripture that was available was the Tanakh which is the old, what we call the Old Testament. So right up front, one of the things that I am going to hammer heavily is there is absolutely no way that Paul can logically in any way attack the validity or the applicability of the Torah. Because in the first sentence of this book, he is standing on that as his authority. So if he starts by standing on that as his authority, and he later on says that that's all null and void, he just cut his knees out from under him in the whole letter up until then. Am I saying that so it made sense? So what he's going to say often is it is written. Okay? And he's going to go back to the Torah, and he's going to go back to the prophets for his authority. If you're going to rely on them for authority, there's no way that you can logically then say that they've been abrogated. Logic 101. Okay? And, and I, I just want to put that peg out there up front because I'll be referring to it over and over again. You cannot refer to something as your authority and then say it's not valid. Verse 3. Concerning his son, who was descended from God according to the from David according to the flesh, 
and was declared to be the Son of God. Bing, 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 bing. Neon lights. Okay? Because Caesar has been declared to be the Son of God by the Roman Empire. So what, is, what he's doing again is he is going right up against the imperial cult, as did Yeshua, as did Moses. The things to understand is that the prophets of God take on the imperial cults head on. That's what Daniel was doing when he refused to bow down to the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. That's what Moses was doing when he refused to go along with Pharaoh and he says, nope, we ain't going to do any of that state religion stuff. And not only that, I'm going to go after your gods. That's what Yeshua does. Okay, That's what Paul does. So one of the things that the apostles of the one true living God do is they confront the state religion head on. Okay, And that's what he's doing here. He was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. Yeshua Messiah our Lord through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations. So again, the mission, if you will, is to bring about obedience to God among the nations. Now what he'll say down later on is first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. But Paul has been commissioned, if you will, to be the apostle to the nations. Okay, So he's talking here of his personal commission that was given to him by the Council of Jerusalem. Remember? They decided that Peter was going to do the Jews and Paul was going to do the Gentiles. So he's, what he's doing is he's holding up his commission, if you will, that he received from the elders in Jerusalem. Operating under their authority. Um, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, and again, the comment, in case it didn't make it, is that Paul makes a big point in other of his letters that he received his commission directly from Yeshua. And I agree with that. It, no question about that. However, having said that, one of the things that they did is they sat down and, if you will, agreed that, oh, okay, Paul, you do in the Gentiles, Peter, you do the Jews. So in that sense, he has received, if you will, uh, you know, the kosher stamp. Uh, I don't know whether he ever ac actually asked permission, but they, in fact, gave it to him. It, so it's sort of like, yep, that's what you're doing, we approve. He's operating with their agreement, yeah. And that, I would suggest, carries some authority in the synagogues. Because remember, every time Paul, yeah, every time Paul goes, the first place he goes to the synagogue. And, and I'm suggesting that that blessing is perhaps a better word. That blessing that he got from the elders in Jerusalem is a ticket, if you will. You know, hey, I'm not it's just letter of yeah letter of introduction. Now, hey, I'm not just doing this on my own. The guys back in Jerusalem know what I'm doing and they approve. Uh, and which isn't to say I agree that he then goes back and checks his doctrine with them. His his connection is straight through Yeshua. I agree with that. So to bring about um, the obedience of faith for the sake of His name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Yeshua Messiah. So he's talking here to the nations, and he's also talking to the believers in Rome. You could read this as believing in Gentiles in Rome, but you don't have to. First, I, think, I thank my God through Yeshua Messiah for you all, for all of you, 
because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow by God's will I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So again, what he's saying is, I have longed to come and talk to you. I've longed to come preach the gospel. I've longed to come and give you some some, uh, spiritual boost and to get a boost from you. So again, this is all by way of of introduction, and uh, this, this is sort of the happy part. Verse 13, I want you to know, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented in order that I may reap some harvest among you as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. So now he's talking about Gentiles. Now, again, I'm suggesting to you what's going on here as he is setting up the letter. Okay? And what he's saying here is, I want to come to you and preach the, the gospel among the Gentiles, among you. Now we're going to see in a minute, he's going to start talking to them about a bunch of stuff, and I'm interpreting that as, as is Nanos, by the way. This is what I want to do. I want to come there and preach the gospel. And what I don't want to find when I get there is by your behavior that you have poisoned the well. He hasn't said that yet. I'm, I'm suggesting that that's what he's going to say starting in chapter 2. Verse 14. I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish, So I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. Now, he is writing this letter to believers. Okay? So he is not talking about getting you all saved, because the people who he's writing the letter to are, in fact, believers. One of the three groups that I talked about. Yet he still wants to come and preach the gospel. I infer, this is my inference now, I infer that one of the things that he would like to do is he would like to persuade some of the Torah-observant but non-Messianic Jews in that congregation that Yeshua is in fact the Messiah. I think that's one of the things he wants to accomplish. He also, I believe, wants to speak more generally to the Gentiles in Rome that have not yet been reached by the believers in the synagogue. Okay? So I'm suggesting he's got two, art, two audiences for his preaching of the, belief, of the uh, gospel. 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, righteous, the righteous shall live by faith. So again, what he's doing is he is making a statement of what he believes to be the power of the gospel. And I'm suggesting that this, I am not ashamed of the gospel. We take that today in our Christian setting, the Sunday Christian setting of, oh, I'm willing to stand up and speak. You know, I'm not going to hide my head when I pray in a restaurant or you know, any of those kinds of things. I'm going to stand up and do it boldly. And that's a good lesson. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that lesson. I'm suggesting that's not what's going on here. Suggesting what's going on here is he is speaking into a group where there is some dissension about the validity of the gospel. 
And what he's saying is, I am Yeshua's man, and I'm standing up there proudly, and I'm going to come into that place, and I'm going to teach Yeshua. Okay? Because I'm suggesting that he's, he's going into a theologically mixed group where there is some contention, if you will, about the gospel among believers, Jewish believers, Gentile believers, and so forth. <clears throat>